Hello, everybody. Hello. As he used to say in the old days, hello, shampoo. Hello. Yep. Today is a very, 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 very special day. We're honored to have with us a man of, a man of men, a true, <laughs> true leader, spirit, and a person out there for the betterment of all, particularly you, because everything he does is for we the people. And it's Robert Kiyosaki and his books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, bestseller of bestsellers of bestsellers, and a very, very important book of the times, the times that we're going through, The Capitalist Manifesto by Robert Kiyosaki. Again, this guy's the author of international bestsellers. The information he puts out is to help you prepare, prevail, and prosper particularly in these very difficult times that we're going through. Robert, thanks so much for being on and uh, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, that's that old saying, may you live in interesting times. These are dangerous times. These are more than interesting. Biggest changes in world history. So I, I'm honored to be in your program. Well, no, we're honored to have you. Yeah, we. this is a, uh, as I see it, these are the most uh, uh, dangerous geopolitical and socioeconomic times in modern history. Yes. Uh, yes. We heard uh, this past week, uh, uh, out of his mind, Joe Biden rambling on about the uh, prospects of a uh, nuclear disaster. And this is a guy, by the way, that said we weren't going to be sending troops into Ukraine. And the um, New York Times, they, they call themselves the paper of record. I call it the toilet paper of record. They, uh, uh, in all the news that's fit to print, we'll tell you it's fit to print. Yeah, they came out this past Wednesday and said the United States, in fact, does have troops on the ground there. And in terms of the CIA and other special agents. Right. And so um, th these are, and then we heard Zelensky come out, the, uh, the guy that's the president of Ukraine, saying that NATO and the United States should do a preemptive attack, attack against Russia, yeah. and that will stop them from doing yeah. anything. Brilliant, isn't it? Yeah. So we look at that, and then we're in an economic crisis, I believe is the worst in modern history, right. uh, with them inflating, artificially pumping up the economy when right. they started the COVID war. What are we, over $30 trillion in debt, $31 trillion in debt. And now you're hearing, by the way, one after another, the, um, the IMF, what is it, the International Mafia Federal, oh, Monetary Fund. Uh, they came out this past Thursday and warned of very, very difficult economic times for the entire globe. Right. So what's your take on all this and what do you think people should do? <clears throat> well, we saw this coming a long time ago. That's why I started Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Uh, we're 25 years now. Yeah. And it's, the book is still internationally on the bestseller lists. And, the, and the, I wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad because in 1971, Nixon took the dollar off the gold standard. I call that the corruption of capitalism. You see, what happened is then you could take the dollar. You know, what happened was the French sent warships to America and saying, give us your gold, give us our gold back. Because America was broke its promise to the world in 1944, the Bretton Woods Agreement, saying that the U.S. dollar would become the reserve currency of the world but we would back it with gold. So in 1971, when Nixon took the dollar off the gold standard, I, I was, you know, I was about what, 20 something years old. I didn't know what it meant, but I was, and then in 72, I was flying in Vietnam. And so talking about boots on the ground, there have always been boots on the ground. There were boots on the ground, American boots before me. And the CIA was always there in Vietnam. So don't think that, you know, CIA stands for capitalism's invisible army. <laughs> But at the same time, you know, I was I was shooting those NVA and there are white guys running with them. There are Russians. So don't think that's always borders and everybody wears a white suit or a brown suit or whatever it is. 
But anyway, 1971 was a corruption of capitalism. And then the whole world changed. And now we have an economic crisis because instead of fixing the crisis, America prints money. And the Bank of England almost took the world down last week. Their pension funds nearly collapsed. And that's why I wrote the book, Who Stole My Pension, back in 2000. I mean, you can see this stuff coming. And so that's why I started Rich Dad Poor Dad, because we fight back. Since our schools teach us nothing about money, because most school teachers are Marxist, you know, they, they join labor. I'm not against them. Understand, it's a free country. You want to be a Marxist? It's like you can be a Jew, a Buddhist, Muslim, uh, <clears throat> Mormon, Catholic, Christian. Economics is a religion. So you can be a Marxist and that's your religion. You know, we, we should give everybody fish. Well, I, sh I think we should teach people to fish, but our schools don't teach that. They teach sex what, sexual identity or something? I had no problem with my sexual identity. <laughs> I like girls, you know? Yeah, me I got too. All the time, just look at, holy Christ, they're such gorgeous creatures, you know? And I couldn't concentrate. So you could tell me I'm a girl, but I had no problem with that one. <laughs> Yeah, I hear you. I have one of my books with Zizzy Gave Honey Boy. I have a photo in there of me and Teresa McKelvey at our first communion. We were <laughs> holding hands and we used to kiss in religious instructions. <laughs> they say in the Catholic Church that you reach the age of reason at, at seven years old. That's why you can receive Holy Communion. I reached the age of reason. I was kissing <laughs> Teresa McKelvey. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. you mentioned 1971. Um, it was the, all the money spent on the Vietnam war and the guns and butter baloney right, right. that Lyndon Johnson, uh, blew into the economy right. that artificially inflated it, that right. caused that spiking inflation. Right. And, uh, it was the, also the taking us off the gold standard. Right. I have a photo, you know, if you get it over there, in the right of the drums, of me and John Connolly. John Connolly was the governor of Texas that took the bullet in the back sitting in front of Kennedy. Right. And he wanted to meet me in 1992. Really? Yeah. Two weeks before the presidential election. Wow. And the reason being is that in my book, Trend Tracking, Far Better Than Megatrends, Time Magazine, that I wrote in 1989, I had forecast a new third party and someone like Ross Perot would be the candidate. You so Connolly wanted to meet me. And so I flew down to, to Dallas to meet him. And this is a photo of me, him, and his wife in front of the book depository. You see that? Wow. That's amazing. It's, that was his first time, it's his first time back since wow. the assassination. They didn't even go back when they memorialized the place. We're, we're parked out in front in a, in a limousine, and he's telling the story of what happened that day. And, and without going into the details, but I'm mentioning this because John Connolly, again, was the governor of Texas, the Democratic governor of Texas, but he was the Treasury Secretary under Nixon when they took us off the gold standard. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. So we're going back into the Anatole Hotel, and he stops and he looks at me. He said, you know, I read your book. He said, a fine piece of work. And he said, I know your heart's in the right place. He said, but you don't have a clue what's going on right. and neither do the American people, because if they did, there'd be a revolution in this country. Right. Right. That's 1992. Right. And by the way, this was a T-shirt. <laughs> I just found this that I got made up. Beware a slick willy. The clown that became president, the president of the United States, and his wife nearly made it. These are the these are the imbeciles, morons, and <laughs> arrogant little freaks that are running and ruining our lives. 
and you look at the clown show going on now, it's it's at Walt Disney at the height of his time couldn't have come up with a better Mickey Mouse Donald Duck crew than what we call Washington. And on both sides to me, you know, to me, it's a crime syndicate. You know, I, it, I don't, I'm a political atheist. I don't believe in any of it. Well, we all know what's happening, but we, we're only, we're only seeing the tip of the iceberg, as you would say. Just yeah. like I said, when I was in, I was in Vietnam, I saw white guys fighting on the Viet Cong side. There's always operatives. In fact, when I, um, CIS has for Capitals Invisible Army. And as I was getting out, <clears throat> the CIA, or called Air America, approached me. And they wanted to know if I would fly for Air America. Starting pay, about 85K a year, which is not bad. Wow. Well, plus a bonus of about 400. Wow. The bonus was to run drugs. So Air America was running drugs to finance covert operations. Huh? And years later, you remember this guy named Hassenpuff? He got shot down because he, he, Ollie North was involved in that one. <clears throat> and he was flying drugs for the Iran, I mean, for the Nicaraguans. And the CIA had hired him because that's how they finance covert operations. Wow. When the, when the, in fact, you know, the, the evacuation scene of the people climbing the roof, flying off the last, yep. whatever that was, in 1975. That was a CIA helicopter. Wow. It wasn't American. I mean, capitalism, visible army. So on the ground, when we were fighting, we didn't know who we were fighting a lot of the times. This is the worst part, Joel, you know, talking about fake. <clears throat> I'd be watching the CBS Evening News. You know, I'm on a carrier, Marine helicopter, gunship pilot. And we we're involved in some nasty, nasty battles, you know, killed a lot of people. I mean, thousands of people. They killed a lot of us. And, I, and then they'd report the news. And he was, this is Walter Cronkite. Da, 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 da. I'm going, the pilots will go like this and go, that didn't happen. We were, Gerald, we were there. It didn't yeah. happen. Yeah. And what they portrayed us. Do you remember that there was Mi Lai and there was the guy shooting the Viet Cong in the head? All, that stuff went on every day. But we had to shoot kids too because they sent kids after us. And so, Gerald, it takes the, it rips, I'm a U.S. Marine, I'm an Academy graduate. It rips the soul out of us. And then I come back to the States in 72 and I get spit on by the hippies of the Woodstock generation. And as a pilot, you know, I still remember taxiing into Norton Air Force Base. I took 16 men over, I'm a lieutenant. I take 16 men over, 16 returned. And that was my job. You know, our job as officers is to bring our men home, one piece. All of them came back alive. We crashed three times. We still brought them home alone, alive. Mm -hmm. And the pilots of the aircraft, Air Force pilot says, ladies and gentlemen, as soon as you get off this plane, change into civilian clothes. America has changed. Anyway, so as mm -hmm. soon as we step off, I get hit by eggs and spit on and all, you know, all the protesters of that era. And the con and I should have I, I said to myself, I should have come home and shot communist here. Worse than that, I'm, I'm sure I saw Nancy Pelosi's face in that crowd. <laughs> well, you know, the, and these are the guys, you know, the, the Crosby, Stills, Nashes, and Youngs. Yeah. And they're the, they're the ones that attacked everybody that wouldn't get a, the COVID yeah. jab. Sweet you know, the hypocrisy of it. Yeah. You know, great era. You know what I mean? For Jared, yeah. It shaped us. It was a great era. Yeah. So we fight. We're still fighting back. But the commies are winning. They're in politics oh. today. They're school teachers today. Well, let's look what happened with the COVID war. I mean, it was launched in, in China. And then Italy was the first one to follow the orders. Get in your house. Close down your business. Yeah. I'll tell you what to do. I'm in charge. Stand six feet apart. Right. The wind blows only in straight lines, six feet apart. It doesn't go around. And when you go in your ear, when you're in an airplane, you put a mask on. But when you eat and drink, you could take the mask off because the COVID knows you're eating and drinking and it's not going to bother you then. So put 
again, it's, it, it is the communist. It's, I call it the communist fascist state of America. Exactly. Because, talk about, yeah, it's fascism. Yeah. Fascism is when government takes over business. Yep. And that's what, and Fauci is a fascist. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He worships to Hitler and Mussolini and those guys. Well, again, Mussolini called it the merger of state and corporate powers. Yeah. I mean, look at this chip bill that they did, this multi, 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 multi billion dollar chip bill. Yeah, go go open a place up here. Is is money to go do it? Hey, I'm a big guy. I want tax credits. The rest of you workers are slave land to you. You pay everything. Look what the IRS. $80 billion go into the IRS so they could hunt down the small businesses and we the little people of slave land to you. You think you think the uh, the Buffets and the and the and the Gates and all the big shots out there don't know how to beat the system and have the whole deal done? They're not going to get a penny from them. They're going to go after us. So I call it a communist fascist state. But let me let me, let me give credit to Italy today because I'm very proud of your new prime minister, and they're calling oh. her a fascist. That's a good sign. Do you know what I mean? She's she's as tough as freaking nails. On the other side, you got this person, Tuss or something in England, and she's a new prime minister, and the queen kisses her. The queen dies. That was a sign <laughs> from God. <laughs> and right after that, the English pound collapses. The pensions nearly collapse. Yeah. And they went back to quantitative easing. In other words, printing money to solve their problems which goes back to 1971, which Nixon started. Yep. So and tell me about Capitalist Manifesto. This is, you know, I started reading, this is some book. Thank you. Tell, tell me more about, tell the people what it. Well, let me say, we were talking about it before we went on, okay? So I'm living in Hilo, Hawaii, which is never, never land, you know, it's da-da-da-da. And I, I go from Hilo, Hawaii, this fat surfer kid, and I got, I, well, first of all, University of Hawaii rejected me. University of Hawaii accepts corpses. You know what I mean? <laughs> but Naval Academy and Merch Marine Academy accept me. So I took Merch Marine Academy in Kings Point, New York, on, yeah. on the island. Yeah. And that's what we talk about, how tough you have to be in New York. So I go from this fat surfer kid to New York City where I hang out. And I'm going, man, you know, if you're thin-skinned in New York. You're finished. And so I got tough pretty quickly in New York. But in 65, when I went to the academy in, on Long Island, Kings Point, one of the five federal academies, my instructor had me read this book here. And the reason was he was a West Point graduate. And military guys think different than pussycat you, if you know what I mean. So I'm a West Point graduate. He, he steps up there and we, we read Marx, Lenin, Stalin, Mao. Wow. And I said, why are we studying that? He says, know thy enemy. Wow. And he was a B-17 pilot, West Point graduate. He got shot down twice, captured once, escaped once. So he was like kind of Hogan's hero. You know, he had to escape from the gulag and went to the POW camp. And he was tough as nails, man. And he would talk to me. And the more, the tougher he made it, the more inspired I got. And so what happened, as you remember, there was a 67 war in, in uh Israel and the Israeli Air Force kicked the Arabs' ass, you know, Egyptians' asses. And I said, I want to do that. So I, I talked to him with this guy, my professor Norton from West Point, B7. I said, What's it like? He says, You'll never know. Find out. I said, God, I want to be like those Israelis. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want I want to kick ass and shoot people down and all this stuff. So I, I turned down a very high paying job in 1969 when I graduated. My classmates were making 120K a year, tax free. We're the highest, the reason I went to King's Point was the highest paid graduates in the world. Wow. And so I got hired by Standard Oil of California. Why? It's non union. I refused to join the union because, as Marx said, workers of the world unite. And my poor dad, PhD from Hawaii, was head of the unions. So the opening, the opening section of Capitalist Manifesto is how my 
I, I refuse to join unions. And the NEA, National Education Association, is communist. National Extortion Association, the richest labor union in America, and they influence our education. So when I graduated in 69, I refused to join the union. It's just, I'm not a communist. I'm just not a communist, you know? So I go to Pensacola, Florida, instead of making 120K a year, I'm making 200 a month as a Marine Lieutenant. And I wanted to find out what it's like to get shot down. Wow. So, so, so uh, 1971, two, two, I'm flying in Vietnam, a Marine helicopter gunship pilot. And I said, why'd you take gunships? I said, because life expectancy was 30 days. And this is the lesson in life you know, that I got from New York. The more dangerous it is, the smarter you got to be. And what happened is Pussycat U is sending out these TikTok dancer wimps, you know what I mean? Boys who don't know if they're boys or girls yet. I'm going, what has happened to America? Because back in the, back in 69, when they said, why'd you choose the Marine Corps? Because I could have flown for the Air Force, you know, or Navy or Coast Guard. And um, when I stood, I was, in, I was in New York and there's like 600 guys thinking about which branch of the service are going to join. The Air Force gets up and said, gentlemen, if you'd like to play golf, join the Air Force. <laughs> and the Navy says something, Army says something. The Coast Guard says, we save people's lives. And so the Marine stands up and he's high and tight, man. He is immaculate. He says, any of you fucking pussies <laughs> want to save lives? Join the Coast Guard. You want to play golf? Join the Air Force, but be clear: Marines kill people. You want to you want to kill people? Join the Marine Corps. And at that point, I said, "The more dangerous the mission, the smarter you've got to be." That's New York, right? You've got to be tough in New York. And so I said, "And if I'm going to go to war, I want to go to war with guys who want to fight." And you were talking about earlier about how tough New York. You know, if if you're not tough, they beat the shit out of you. You know, I mean, it's, it's a, this is the 60s. Plus, we had the trash wars and all that stuff in New York, and crime was rampant and all this stuff until Giuliani steps in, and New York was tough. So I'm going to read this quote to you, and this comes from Jordan Peterson. He was one of the prophets of our times, you know. I'm going to do a talk with him in uh, Hollywood, Jordan Peterson, myself, and uh, wow. Dennis Prager. And this is what Jordan Peterson says. If you think tough men are dangerous, wait until you see what weak men are capable of and not, not be political. I think we have the weakest leader of all times as president now. And he's a puppet, as you know. My question is, who is pulling the strings? Wait until you see what weak men are capable of. America's economy is crashing. The border is open. Fentanyl is pouring through. They're defunding the police. And he's got the strangest looking people in his cabinet. I won't say anything more than that. But I think you have to be strange looking, not ugly, strange looking to be a Democrat today. <laughs> I'm going to get trashed for that one. But I know I like, I love women. In fact, my mother, my aunt in New York City was the prima ballerina of Paris. Wow. And she married my uncle, you know, my uncle was Japanese, obviously. And she was my role model for women and she fought for the French resistance. So she was a prima ballerina and she was wow. a spy. So she had to drink with the Russians because she knew Russians were the enemy. So she would drink with it, you know, shot for shot with vodka just to get info, get the, get the generals, the, the Russian generals drunk to pull information. Of, I don't know if she had sex with them, but, she did whatever it took. That's how tough she is. Wow. And, she, and then she was going back to the uh, opera house to dance. And she fell off her bicycle and broke her ankle. She taped her ankle up and danced her last dance. Wow. And so, you know, Gerald, I'm surrounded and blessed with great women. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. There's yeah. also some strange ones out there. And they all joined the Democratic Party. <laughs> Well, again, to me, both of them are, you know, 
it, to, to me, it's a freak show. You know, it is. I mean, look, I mean, you can yeah, look, 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 look at Mitch McConnell. You can't get a better clown looking than that guy, you know. And, and, and yeah, to me, we, we need to me, we need a new movement. We you're talking about what happened in Italy with Maloney. Yeah, it was a new, yeah, it's a new right. movement. But this and, is the, this is the, we're talking about this. We can blame our leaders, but that makes us weak men. And you know, we're talking about before the show began, it's tough for us to become dangerous. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I can blame Biden. I can blame Trump. I can blame this. But if we're weak men or women, we got nothing to say. No, nothing. It's time we stand up like Maloney. It's time we fight back. And that's why I wrote Capitalist Manifesto. It begins yep. with an attack on the teacher system, education system. Well, as I mentioned off air, you know, Judge Napolitano, who I do a podcast with every Wednesday, he said it's not an education system, it's a government system. It's not yes. a public school system. And again, that was brought to us by um, Woodrow Wilson. He's right. the guy that started it. And that's the guy that also gave us the Federal Reserve, World War One and federal income tax. Wonderful guy. Yeah. Princeton. As I say, Harvard, Princeton, Yale, bullets, bombs, and banks, you know? Yeah. It's one big club and you ain't in it, like George Collins yeah. said. And I had one more thing, because you and I are both New Yorkers at heart. This book here, Manifesto, said that communism was coming in two stages. Stage one happened in 1930, when the Frankfurt School of Germany sent teachers to Columbia University Teachers College. And that's when the rioting on campuses started. You remember wow. that? But in the 60s, Columbia was one of the first schools that rioted. And uh, so I'm, I'm at school in New York. I'm, a, I'm in an academy. I'm driving, walking around in military uniforms. I go, what's happening to America? So that was 1930. So Dennis Prager calls Columbia University something. He hates them. It started in education. And so that's why Capitalist Manifesto, I go after the National Education Association, what Forbes calls the National Extortion Association, because all they do is take our money and program our kids to be TikTok dancers. Oh my God, gotta be kidding me. No, it's gone down terribly. Yeah. You know, you have um, a quote in here by Nikita Khrushchev in 1959. My favorite quote. <laughs> your children's children will live under communism. You Americans are so gullible. No, you won't accept communism outright, but we will keep feeding you small doses of socialism until you finally wake up and find you already have communism. We will not have to fight you. We will so weaken your economy until you fall like overripe fruit into our hands. Joe, thank you for reading that. The whole capitalist manifesto is a simple book to read because we've been warned all since 1848 when this book was written. We've been warned. We have been warned. But nobody listens because the education system is controlled by academic elites. Yeah. Or Marxist. So that's why I wrote Capitalist Manifesto is it gives you ammunition to fight back with. As I said, as Peterson says, if you think tough men are dangerous, when do you see what weak men are capable of? There's nobody weaker than a school teacher. They oh, got yeah. no money. They got no power. They're horrible. My whole family are school teachers. I'm speaking against them. Yes. When I read this book here, Capitalist Man Communist Manifesto, I realized my family, they're all good people. They're Marxists. They believe in taxation. They believe in the abolition of private property. They think the rich are evil, and they all belong in labor unions. And that's what well, you know. One of my top trends for 2022 is union. It was unionization, and it's happening more and more. They're unionizing because they're weak people. And, and uh, please come out. They're not bad people. My mother and father, and my brothers and sisters, and all my friends who are school teachers. They're good people. But like I said, economics is kind of a religion. So Marxism, a religion, communism, capitalism, 
social elements of religion, just like there's, there's you know, Catholic, uh, Christian, Buddhist, and they all have the different philosophies. So this guy, Jordan Peterson, was a school teacher, I mean, a professor in Canada, and they kicked him out. They did him a favor. Now he's a fucking multimillionaire because he's the hottest podcaster going. He's an influencer yeah. in the TikTok world. You know what I mean? So, so we, we, back, I'm saying. So now we see this going down again. My my great greatest concern, as I said to me, is World War Three. Yes. I, I believe I believe I believe it's already started. The cover of our Trends Journal, by the way. On February 22nd, two days before Russia invaded Ukraine, it said COVID war, Ukraine war, world war. Right. There it is. There it is. Yeah. And so that's that's my that's my great concern. And because when all else fails, they take you to war. Yeah. You look what happened after the Great Depression. Oh, it ended with World War Two. Go back to the 9-11. The day before 9-11, the NASDAQ was down only 66%. In our Trends Journal in October 1999, we forecast the dot-com bust, and we said it would happen by the second quarter of 2000, which it did. Little Georgie Bush, the daddy's boy, born on third base and thought he had a home run. That guy? Yeah, his his popularity was plummeting. 9-11 happens. Yep. 88% 88% of the people supported the Afghan war. It only went on for 20 years. Right. And they boosted up the economy artificially with that, with that subprime right. mortgages and the derivative scams. Right. So here we are, Robert, at a very, very critical time. We're seeing the equity markets. You know, they had a little boost in um, the beginning of this month, but now they're on the downward tail again. Where do you see things going? And what do you suggest people consider doing? Oh, you're feeding me a softball there, Jerry. <laughs> but the reason I love your, your publication, the Trends Journal, is because that's what we're supposed to study. So in 2008, I said, oh, my God, they're just you know, pushing the can forward. This guy, Bernanke, is a criminal. You know, central banks are Marxist, centralized economy. So I wrote this book here in 2013. I write the book because people will say, well, he, he's just joining. Uh, this, this is Rich Dad's Prophecy. This oh. came out in 2013 after 2008. So everybody was euphoric because, you know, the subprime crash and all that stuff. And I said, why the biggest stock market crash in history is still coming. And uh-huh. that's why you subscribe to the Trends Journal. It's still coming. I've got to change the cover. It's here. So it arrived in 2020 when President Trump gets knocked out by social media. And as Jordan Peterson says, if you think tough men are dangerous, wait until you see what weak men can do. It's all, it's all, it's a trend. One more thing is he took us out of Afghanistan. You know what happened the next day? Saudi Arabia joined Russia because up until then, the U.S. dollar was a petrol dollar, and everybody had to buy oil in dollars. And Saudi Arabia says America's weak, and they plus America's screwing. You know, they they were playing games with money. So uh, right after we abandoned Afghanistan, just check history: Saudi Arabia joined Russia. They're called the BRICS today: Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. So the BRICS now have their new currency called a gold-backed CB, you know, central bank crypto yuan gold-backed. And so the BRICS are 70% of the world population. And when they shift to the gold-backed yuan, they're going to wipe out the dollar, which America is, as I say, in Hawaii, because the dollar is going to go. So that's why I wrote this book. And I can prove I wrote it because it's in book 2013. Wow. So wow. that's why, Gerald, your publication, The Trends, is vital. If you're reading the New York Times, I don't know where you are, man. I mean, you, you must be in La La Land. You know, the 1619 Project, what a bunch of bullshit that is. Yep. America is not systemically racist, but the, but the people calling America racist are the racist. 
Of course they're. You know, as I, mean, I say, what what racist nation would elect a black president? You know, it's not a racist nation. Are there racists? Of course. Are there are there, are there anti-Semites? Of course. Are there you know anti-this? Of course. It, you know you got a population, but don't call the whole population one thing because of a few people. I want to go back to what you were saying about you know the um, the the the. Saudi Arabia. I, I didn't know that when they right after Afghanistan, they moved to Russia because something else big happened with with um, Saudi Arabia uh, just last week. Well, and that was, well, first of all, Saudi Arabia and, and China have now not, you know, they, they're on the side of Russia. And what happened with the, uh, the Biden administration, they were putting pressure on Saudi Arabia not to cut back on oil production. And Saudi Arabia said, we're cutting back. Yeah. And they cut back on oil production and China and Russia will only accept payment of um, oil in rubles now. Yeah. And we saw what happened when they cut back 2 million barrels a day. They said they're going to cut back. We saw oil prices would jump up like another what six seven dollars a barrel and it's heading back toward a hundred dollars a barrel so you can see just as you wrote and just what you said way back then that their alliances now with the BRICS. this is a whole new game being played so what do you suggest again i don't give financial advice but this is what like what i think and what i say what do you think people should do now in this very critical time as a rich dad, poor dad, and playing the game as the game's going down? Well, it goes back to what the school teach you about money. Is that a mistake? No. No. Teachers are Marxist. They think the rich are evil. You know, that's what they're teaching. Or you're, you're a guy or a girl, whatever it is. The greatest asset you have is between this year and this year the brain. It's also your greatest liability. And so that's why I wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I create the cash flow board game. And the reason it's a board game is I learned everything about money playing Monopoly. Yeah. It's not rocket science. It's four greenhouses, 1031, tax deferred exchange, Red Hotel. Because my rich dad owned, you go to Hawaii today, the Hyatt Regency, that's his. He started with nothing. That's capitalism. He never went to school. So today I own hotels. I also own oil wells, not oil stocks. I touch nothing. This I'm not recommending. I'm not an advisor either. But I refuse to touch anything the Fed, the Treasury, or Wall Street can print. That includes the dollar. So, and my background from the academy in New York, Kings Point on the island, is my major was oil. Wow. I'm a tanker driver. I drove oil tankers. I, I was going wow. to go in passenger liners wow. or oil tankers. Wow. And I was fascinated by oil because oil is the energy for civilization. Energy is, a, you know, I mean, if you don't have oil, we collapse. So I studied oil, and that's why I got hired by Standard Oil of California. And I drove tankers. My first part of call was Valdez, Alaska. Wow. Brand new third mate, 21 years old, making thousands and thousands of dollars a month. And I'm standing there looking at this oil being pumped from into Val. That, that was where the Valdez crash was and all that stuff. I didn't do that. That was another academy graduate. I know that guy. Not, I didn't do it. So he hit the freaking reef. I didn't. I missed the reef. <laughs> but then we pump all this oil in the air, the carrier on the tanker. I'm going, I'm on the wrong side of this equation. I should be the guy that owns that oil. Wow. Today, I own oil wells. And this is the story. Wow. This is the story. So in 1930, I mean, uh, just recently in 2000, the first one, of the first things Biden did besides pull us out of Afghanistan, we shifted Saudi Arabia to the BRICS nations. The other thing that happened was that I'm pumping oil at $30 a barrel. So Biden, next move, he cancels a Keystone XL pipeline. Went, oh, my God. This guy is a communist. He's a weak leader. He's a puppet. Not a communist. He's a puppet. He can't even walk off the stage without getting lost. <laughs> so what happened was in, in 2020, when he, my 20, in 2020, he took oil off, he 
canceled the XL pipeline, you know, which made America was the biggest oil producer around, exporter too. My oil was being sold for $30 a barrel. Next day, 130 Wow. So I got, I'm getting rid, and I pay no taxes. Because as, uh, maybe another quote to you from Marx, it's all in capitalist manifesto. A heavier progressive income tax is necessary for the proper development of communism. So Biden comes out with, what, 75 or 8,500 new tax agents. Gestapo, they're going after, they're going after small yeah. business. Yep, they, I saw it. Yeah. Wait, so they can't touch me. So I'm standing there going, he's killing the country since 2000 after by, uh, Trump gets not, And Trump's my friend, about two books with the guy, great guy. He knocks them off. I go, oh my God, communism has taken over America. He's going to bankrupt America, just as Khrushchev won in 1959. So I'm getting richer. But you know who's crashing? The middle class now. The poor. The poor have always been poor. As the Bible says, you know, the poor will always be amongst, they'll always be poor people. But when he raised, when he cut the Keystone XL pipeline, then blamed Russia for doing it. <laughs> I think that was funny. But when he did that, the middle class got screwed. So as they're sitting there pumping gas in their leased SUV, wondering why is gas going up, why are food prices going up? It's all because of oil. So in 20, 2020, when Biden cut the Keystone pipeline off and cut off Afghanistan, he screwed this country big time. And it's exactly as Khrushchev says in that quote, we will, we'll, we, you will fall into our hands like overripe fruit. And that's why I wrote the, you know, the quote by uh, Jordan Peterson, if you think tough men are dangerous, what do weak men are capable of? We're the weakest leader in history. And the question is, how weak are we? You and me, Gerald. Do you know what I mean? If we don't fight back, yeah, we can't blame them, is what I'm saying. We gotta fight back. I'm a US. Well, I, you know, yeah. I'm I'm a man, you know, that you know, I, I I I try to do the best I can fighting and I don't stop. Oh, you do a great job, man. You provide the best thing of all information and knowledge and wisdom, truth, facts, trends. Yeah. As, as an investor, I'm, I'm, I'm writing trends all the time. In 2008, when the market crashed, I said, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. I backed up the truck, borrowed $300 million, and bought the best real estate in the world at bargain basement prices. And today, silver, you know, silver is the biggest bargain in the world, simply because I was buying silver at 50 bucks. Today, it's about 25, if you can get it, because you can't get it today. Silver is consumed, and these greenies, the Green New Deal guys, they're going to drive the price of silver up. So all these idiots are saying, oh, no, no, silver is at all-time low. I said, you stupid. I mean, how can you be such a highly educated idiot? Silver is low. Buy it now. You're going to wait till it's 100, 500? That's how stupid people are. Mm -hmm. They have no idea what's going on. They're pumping gas, they're pumping gas in their SUV going broke. Food prices are going through the roof because food is provided by uh, uh, fertilizer. That's why Sri Lanka went bust. The greenies cut them off from fertilizer. The, the greenies are the most terrible people on earth. I'm a greenie too, you're not a greenie. We don't wanna kill the environment. I love that tree back there. But I'm saying we have to fight back, Gerald. We have to be tough men or we can't bitch anymore. Oh, I agree. You know, and going back to silver, you know, silver is used uh, in every all the computers, and, yeah. and and unlike gold, you know, they throw it away after it's gone. You know, you don't save it, and and also with now with the going green, you're more and more solar paneling, and there's silver in that, of course. And I I well, I bought silver at forty dollars, but my first buy of gold, I started buying gold in nineteen. I think it was 77 or 78 at $187.50 an ounce. Wow. And all I did since then is I buy it and I put it away, buy it, 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 put it away. And yeah, I played the markets too. And, uh, you know, in the futures markets, that's how, by the way, I, I ended up quitting my job <laughs> when I was the chief government affair. I was number two guy running a major trade association at, at 30 years old. And um, 
Anyway, I started playing the futures market when the Iranian crisis broke out. As everybody was going nuts, I said, what's going to happen with oil and gold prices? So I started playing the futures market. I didn't know what I was doing. And I bet I turned $5,000 into almost three quarters of a million. Jesus. And that's when I quit my job. And, <laughs> uh, and that's when I started the Trends Research Institute, because that's when I realized, don't listen to what the media and the politicians are saying. Think for yourself. Look at the facts. Don't get caught up in the propaganda. So as everybody was caught in the propaganda war, I was looking at where things are going. And now we're in that exact same place now, but a different time with the Ukraine war and it escalating like this. So, and how, and how about the North Korea firing our rocket over Japan? Yeah. We're going to war. I, I agree. On it. We're going to war. Yeah. We're already at war. It's called family. I know. We're at war. Yeah. And like they say, you know, World War I began when they assassinated the Archduke Ferdinand in Sarajevo. You know, what's an Archduke and what's a Sarajevo? You know, wasn't things leading up to it? You know, so anyway, I want to, in, in closing out, I would like for you, again, to say to the people, and again, everyone, this is a book, and of course, everybody knows this book, but these are two books you need to read if you want to prepare, prevail, and prosper Right. In the times ahead, because it's also you becoming you right. and not anybody else. And as Robert said, you better be a fighter. Yeah. And these books have the fight in them, yeah. the spirit in them and the courses of action in them. So in closing, what are your words to the people at this very difficult time we're going through? Number one, where do you see things going? And just a closing out to say for people, think about taking action like this. Well, number one, you have to get tougher. Because if you're a weak person, man or woman, you got the hope anyway, just blame everybody else. I would read the trends journal, because I do. You know, I'm going, if you don't know the trend, you're, you're finished. But this is your greatest asset. Left ear, right ear is called your brain. <laughs> But it's also your greatest liability since our schools teach us nothing about money. And then you follow what these idiots tell you to do. You know, don't fight the Fed. The Fed's got your back. <laughs> and the Fed, let me tell you, the Fed has only one purpose, is to make the rich richer. If you think they're for you, you're crazy. Mm -hmm. So the Fed makes me richer, but it makes everybody else poorer. But I have this. I study trends. I think if the reason you you did so well is you're a trends guy. You're a natural trend seeker. And if you look at the trends, this economy is going down big time. And that's why I wrote, you know, prophecy. I said the biggest stock market in history is coming. I wrote that in 2013. I got to change the cover. It's here. It's and, here. And the baby boomers are going to get wiped out because we're the first generation of the 401k. Yep. And we started following CNBC. You know, Jim Cramer, everybody calls it the, the Cramer put. Whatever he recommends, don't follow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just being facetious, you know. But we have to be tough people. We have to be New Yorkers. We have to be tough like Trump. You know, he fought the labor unions. That's all he fights in New York. He's a tough man. And then now we have a puppet called Biden. I'm not trying to be political, but just look at what's happening to this country. Oh, so it's if gone. Don't, if yeah. we don't get tougher... We can't blame anybody else, Gerald. That's my message. What do you think about gold? Gold is God's metal. Silver is God's God's money. As, as J.P. Morgan, you know, another New Yorker, said, gold is money, everything else is credit. And that's why in 1971, the dollar became credit. It became debt. And so I have, I bought the richest gold mine in America, That's a sample. It's called the Trixie Mine. This thing here is 671 ounces per ton. The richest wow. gold mine in the world. It's wow. in Utah. The reason I learned the lesson is my first gold mine was in China. And as soon as I struck gold, they took it. <laughs> so I stopped eating Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like communists. Joe, I, I don't like them. 
If you like them, it's a free country. You can love those commies. Not not the Chinese people, but I'm saying the, the philosophy of oh, communism. Yeah. We, we've become, yeah. The well, philosophy look, of communism is the abolition of private property. And that's what they're doing. Again, as I said, when the COVID war, we followed China. If oh. the thing broke out in the Yuan province and the Chinese way, you must obey. Right. And, and that's exactly where we are. And as you said, with, with gold and, and the information that you're giving is priceless. Yeah. And, and you can pass gold on and silver on to your great, great grandkids. The dollar is toilet paper. It's exactly the same. Well, thank you so much. And everyone, again, this is a book that if you want to be enlightened, you want to get tough, you want to fight and you want to be free. Yeah. This is a book for you to read. Yeah. And by the way, you know what I call you call it communist state. I call it the USSA, the United Soviet States of America. Yeah. Well, the communist that's what we become. California. <laughs> oh, my own. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much, Robert Kiyosaki. And everyone, again, a book you have to read if you want to get ahead, Capitalist Manifesto, and, of course, a book of books that is going to be a legend in centuries Cap to come, Rich Dad, Cap Poor Dad. Capitalist Manifesto will make your blood boil, which is good. Maybe you'll fight <laughs> back. So I'm going to close with you. We're talking about how I grew up in New York. And you have to be tough in New York. Yeah. You know, you can't be thin-skinned. Well, that, that was the old New York. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Napolitano. I'm, I'm a Napolitano there. born in the Bronx, you know. Yeah. It's a whole different oh, trip. God. Now oh, it's all, oh, it's, I, it's, I, wear I your mask. Wear your mask. Be a good boy. Do what we tell you. It's a whole different, a whole different New York. Yeah. Become a TikTok dancer today. Yeah. But anyway, yep. as one New Yorker to New York, I'll say what the Marines say. Semper Fi. You got all it. Faithful. We'll always fight. You can count yep. on us to fight. You and me will always fight. Semper Fi. You got it. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you. And again, don't forget, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and Capitalist Manifesto. Thank Fight you so back. much. Fight back. Thank you. Bye-bye okay. now.